is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. And Derek, it is game week. Getting ready for Colorado State. But before we get onto that, Jim Harbaugh said more about his roster and his depth chart than I think we have ever gotten from him by a long shot, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, and especially when talking about quarterbacks. He has been known, even in the obvious years, maybe outside of one Shea Patterson year, to kind of go all the way up until the, hey, you'll just have to wait to see who trots out there. Uh, not only do we have a starter for game one, we have a starter for game two, and they're two different players. So this so is unusual. about as much information as we'll ever ever get from him. Yeah, it's going to be Cade McNamara starting game one, J.J. McCarthy starting game two. It's really an ideal situation, I think, if if you know, you're know you thinking I want to throw one starter out for one game and another for another game because there are obviously some seasons where Michigan's week one or week two opponent you know, might be uh, significantly better than the other. And so that just wouldn't be fair. But you're looking at Colorado State and Hawaii, both home games, um, pretty similar opponents in terms of just like still trying to build a football program with first year coaches, that kind of thing. So it is a pretty balanced playing field. And I think that was just really fortunate, but I, I don't think anybody given 50 guesses could have come up with Jim Harbaugh is going to have one quarterback start the first game and the other quarterback start the second game. And then apparently, you know, week three, it's going to be like, okay, here's, here's who we're rolling with. But um, it's, it's a Jim Harbaugh thing, I guess. We should have really come to expect the unexpected, as they say. I just, I didn't see this coming. But now that we know it, I don't know. Do you think it makes sense? Yeah, I think it does. And, you know, after reading a little bit and, and listening to what Harbaugh has said, not only uh, when he announced uh, what would happen, uh, then he's, I think, um, gone into more detail in a, in a media, you know, Monday press conference, and then again on Michigan Insider. Um, it feels like, you know, J.J. McCarthy has, you know, essentially ascended uh, to, to maybe where they thought he'd be uh, after a spring uh, completely off, you know, taking that rest uh, because of the the shoulder soreness. Uh, and I think that, you know, there was always going to be a tight battle, I think, you know, there's been those who have thought that J.J. McCarthy could start uh, even at times last year. Uh, but last year it made no sense with how things were going. Uh, you threw him in there so Cade McNamara essentially didn't get hurt after no success and a lot of turnovers in the first half in the college football playoff. And I think you noticed a little bit uh, more athleticism and, and the ability to escape the pocket because Georgia's defense was was solid, but, you know, this is a guy who wasn't able to practice in spring uh, and I think is quickly showing what he has uh, and impressing the coaches. So this is the way to do it. Uh, Cade gets the the first start. Uh, it's a nod to the team captain, a nod to the Big Ten championship winning quarterback. Uh, J.J. McCarthy will get his shot under the lights against a terrible Hawaii team. Uh, and I guess we'll see how it plays out from there. Uh, the one thing that I, I did uh, notice people talking about is it sounds like, you know, the game plan will uh, include both quarterbacks. You know, again, these are games where you don't expect to see either guy for, you know, three quarters. If you, if you see these guys for three quarters, then something's going wrong or going terribly. Uh, I'm guessing it's, you know, majority of Cade McNamara in the first half against Colorado State. 
and majority of J.J. McCarthy uh, in the first half against Hawaii. And then, you know, who knows who plays quarterback in the second half, but hopefully both games are pretty much decided by then. But yeah, you know, the, the only other note I'll mention is this, uh, John Har or John Harbaugh. I was, <laughs> I was reading another quote about how uh, John told Jim, uh, you know, about players making rosters, but Jim Harbaugh is, is on record saying it's not a demotion for Cade. Uh, it's a promotion for JJ. So yeah, I mean, take that as you want. I mean, I, I don't think that's wrong. Like Cade McNamara didn't lose his starting job, um, but JJ McCarthy is getting the most honest, fair shake at this he could expect. And I think the the way we all, or most of us probably thought this was playing out was, you know, Cade McNamara is, is your starter uh, to open the season. And then by some combination of needing a little bit more, like what you were talking about against Georgia or, um, you know, maybe, maybe Cade McNamara's struggles a little bit, you know, something like that pushes the coaching staff's hand, Jim Harbaugh's specifically, and says, okay, it's time to move on to J.J. McCarthy, a guy we know we can do it. I, that's how most of us, I think, saw this playing out. If you were, if you were to say, you know, by week six or seven, whatever, J.J. McCarthy's starting, the path to that I think still included Cade McNamara being the starter. It's just at some right. point things switched. So, I, I mean, this is... I'm not nervous about it. Um, if if anybody out there is, I don't think that's the the consensus or or the majority opinion out there is like nervousness of how this is going to go. The only thing, uh, the only thing I want to want to ask you because I'm really curious is like what happens if both of them go out there and play really well, or or both of them go out there and and they're good enough. Like if they have really similar games, what are you supposed to do then? It's tough because, you know, we've talked about this. You've got one guy who can be used a lot uh, if, you know, Cade McNamara is starting. Uh, But it's harder to see what role Cade McNamara could have if J.J. McCarthy is starting. And so if they, you know, play pretty evenly, I guess I'd give the the nod to the guy who has more potential. You know, just the way Harbaugh went from this is the way we're going to do it, uh, both guys are neck and neck to – you know, being specifically asked about what McCarthy's done to narrow the gap and, you know, literally everything he said, uh, for the most part, at least was, uh, you know, things that Cade McNamara is not known for. I'll, I'll say it that way. Uh, you <laughs> no, know, he, right. he talked about, he talked about his playmaking ability, making all the throws, you know, you could say Cade makes the right throws. Uh, he talked about him going untouched for 40 or 50 yards, you know, talking about speed, elusiveness, uh, you know, going through progressions, making the right throws, you know, things that, you know, were a worry. Uh, can he protect the ball? Uh, and then essentially said he has had his four best days of practice, uh, you know, over the over the weekend, which, you know, is the, the week leading up to the game. So you give him a couple of reps uh, against Colorado State. Uh, you get a couple of, you know, good practice reps between now and Hawaii. Uh, and I think he's going to be as ready as he can be. But yeah, you know, it's it's unknown how even the game plan will be favorable for either of these quarterbacks. It's really hard for me to envision how they get a good enough glimpse of what the starting position, you know, will be uh, when you're playing, you know, against teams who shouldn't be all that competitive. I mean, Hawaii was competitive for a half against Vanderbilt and lost like 63 to 10 or something like yeah. that. Uh, and so it's like even, even a team that scored first uh, 
really didn't score again. So how much can you actually learn in these games to be determined? But, you know, at least we know who's starting game one, and that's going to be Cade McNamara, who's uh, clearly deserved it after last season and, uh, you know, developing and and, uh, becoming a better player than ever before himself. All right, we can move on now to to this game one, Michigan-Colorado State, noon Eastern, ABC, great way to kick it off. I don't know if I've told you, Derek, but I'm going to be at a fantasy football draft, which yeah. starts at 11. And I don't know, do we think it's 17 rounds? And I forget how many people, but an hour, I mean, we should, if we're not done in an hour, we should be pretty much wrapping up, right? So I just did an eight-team, 16-round. I think it took about 35 minutes, and everybody was on active. Uh, if, if everyone's on and active or they're, you know, uh, together in your case, it sounds like, yeah, I would say, yeah, you know what, you, you might have to be the guy that makes sure it's keeps it rolling. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's the time clock, uh, the countdown 90 seconds. Uh, but let's, uh, yeah, maybe encourage people to like, you know, this isn't a time to talk. This is a time to focus. <laughs> uh, and you don't have to say anything about Michigan football, maybe even put like a bland, you know, long sleeve shirt or jacket over. So they just, you know, think that maybe you forgot about the game. I know that's probably impossible. No, uh, people yeah. you hang out with will, will know where you're at that day. But yeah, you know, if, if you, if you are queuing your picks and you're prepared for what you might uh-huh. pick each round, exactly. you're at least taking exactly. as little time as possible. As a condition of my attendance, I was like, look, I'll be there but the Michigan game will be on some way, somehow. I don't care if it's on the TV. I don't care if I have to bring my laptop. Like, it's going to be playing. I got, you know, LOL, you got it. You know, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But, man, I'm just a little nervous because you know how we are. I hate watching games in unfamiliar environments. And uh, what if it's, like, getting crazy? And, okay, I'm not even going to think like that. But just wanted to put that out there. I'm glad you should. You should be able to get through the majority of the most important picks. You know, you're yeah. you're trying to pick sleepers at that point anyway. Especially if right. there's more than eight people, there's going to be a lot of unknowns. Guys, you'll probably trade away. You know, by week three anyway. So at least when the game time, you know, you probably have until about what noon ten. You know, twelve oh five. It's not going to go right at noon likely. Uh, you should be mostly wrapped up at least with the. The picks that uh, you are, you know, your most precious picks, I'll call them. That's no, that's good. I, I feel comforted with that. Um, if if you want to know the the basics here about Colorado State, which is basically all I learned while I was preparing to talk about them, um, spoiler, and I can speak for Derek here too. We've we've got just like regular lives and jobs, and and so. <laughs> When it came time to check out what's going on with the Colorado State football team, I was pretty much clueless, walked away with an ounce of knowledge more than what I had going into it. But basically, okay, here's what you need to know. Colorado State's breaking in a new coach, Jay Norvell. Uh, they've got 50 new, 54 new players on the roster this season. That's straight from the game notes. I had to go confirm that because I had seen it somewhere. I was like, that seems ridiculous. It's true. And that includes 15 transfers from other FBS programs. You go back and look at recent results. This is a team that hasn't won more than four games since 2017. I mean, I I, I hesitate to use the word cupcake or whatever gets thrown around, but it almost 
doesn't get easier than what Michigan's going to have it week one. And a, and a large part of that is just because there's so much turnover in that program. Even looking just outside of the coaching staff, you're talking about flipping basically half of your roster. Um, that's going to take a, a while to get going and, and, you know, God bless them. But I, I kind of doubt week one is, is when they get it figured out. Yeah. You know, and he, what I do really for my, you know, little research as a fan, uh, I've really been into kind of like looking at what the opposing coach uh, has been saying. Uh, and, and obviously uh, Norvell, very complimentary of, of this Michigan team uh, in all three phases of the game. Fun fact, uh, he was Jim Harbaugh's teammate uh, when Jim Harbaugh was with the Chicago Bears. Uh, so you I didn't know, know that. that. I didn't come across that in my research, so good little tidbit. And we research different things, which is, you know, why we're <laughs> the ideal pairing for a Michigan football preview. Uh, yeah, he played at Iowa, former teammate of Jim Harbaugh and the, with the Chicago Bears. Uh, he gets to, you know, return to the big house, I guess, in a sense. Uh, you know, familiar with Michigan Stadium. Uh, this will be the, you know, the biggest crowd uh, his team or probably Colorado State's played in front of in, in a good while, it sounds, especially with, uh, you know, the biggest stadium in college football. I like to throw that plug every once in a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. Um but, you know, one of the things he said is, you know, they're an outstanding team and he's more worried, less worried about Michigan, more worried about his own team. Uh, and, and I think it's really just finding what they have. And, and I think we'll maybe see glimpses of where they could be, um, you know, OK or even good, um, you know, moving forward in, in their own season. But, yeah, I mean, these teams are just so, you know, unevenly matched. You know, Michigan's a, you know, 30 and a half point favorite. Um, you know, I, I just don't see Colorado state doing much. Uh, and, you know, not only are you a, a new, new coach to this team, uh, coming off of a, a poor season with, you know, an entire new roster, uh, you're going against the Michigan team. The outside of replacing a defense is pretty established, uh, coming off of a big 10. So, you know, there's not many teams in week one, uh, that are, you know, not the, the big names that are probably going to win against Michigan in their, in their first game after a big 10 championship. Uh, but Hey, you know, hopefully this is a game that they learn a lot about themselves and, and, you know, best of luck to him trying to turn, uh, you know, a, an abysmal program around uh, after leaving Nevada to, to lead the, uh, yeah, to lead Colorado state. Did he leave Nevada or Nevada? You know, I'm going to go with Nevada. Uh, that's how I would say it too. That's Some may say Nevada. Thing. Las Vegas, Some Nevada. Say Nevada, Oregon. Oregon. I don't know what it is. Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. Anyway, yeah, this is why the air raid attack. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's bringing the air raid attack from Nevada, um, which I guess means, like, from an objective football lover's uh, perspective, like there's there's some entertainment value potential in that. Um, so I went back and looked like, okay, what did Nevada do offensively uh, last season? It turns out they did quite a bit in the Mountain West, uh, almost 36 points a game, 347 passing yards a game. Like they were moving the ball. Clearly, like that's not what Colorado State is going to be right away. But that's, I think that gives you an idea of like where the priorities are. And, you know, you think about Michigan, uh, you know, trying to break in Mike Sanders still. On the defensive side of the ball, it looks like he'll be the, the starting nickelback. You've got a freshman, Will Johnson, who's most likely going to see the field, just not in a starting role. 
um, this could be a good early challenge for Michigan secondary to, to see, you know, what do you have out there beyond DJ Turner and Jamon green that, that you can rely on. And if, if you've got it, I think it should show up in week one. And if you don't, this is the type of team that maybe can expose that. Yeah, this is a good team, too, to prepare for the likes of a Maryland who have, you know, maybe three of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten and a quarterback that can absolutely, you know, sling the sling the rock when not beating himself up. Uh, so I think this is a good good way to prep the defense early. You know, they'll have to do just enough to, you know, limit the scoring. Uh, likely Colorado State will make, you know, a number of uh, mistakes themselves. Uh, and Michigan's offense should be just fine in this one but oh, it's yeah. good pre- good preparation for multiple teams you know the earliest on the schedule i'd say maryland and then you know you have a cj stroud and probably the best wide receiver in all of college football and jackson smith and jigba uh you know to end to end the year so you know even a guy like will johnson uh you know all the guys that harbaugh kind of mentioned this weekend as well of you know you've got the this guy this guy or this guy starting uh different packages different looks you know a lot of guys are going to get reps uh, especially guys fighting for the first team. Uh, and I think they will be exposed. You know, when you have an air raid offense, you likely have a quarterback that can throw uh, and receivers that can catch uh, because that's mostly what you recruit. And so they're definitely going to try to sling it. That's literally how they would, the only way they would beat um, Michigan is is to have success in the passing game. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how much the the secondary gets tested, but you know, what a good game to grow for a guy like Mikey Sanders still, uh, because, you know, he alone, uh, you know, he, he said he's confident, he's playing well, he feels comfortable, uh, but he's not going to know how he does or how he feels until he actually gets those game reps. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, moral of the story is these early games benefit everybody uh, on Michigan's team, uh, but I think especially the defense in this one. Yeah. Um, for Colorado State defensively, you know, I'm I'm going through and I'm trying to pick out like, OK, where could Colorado State give Michigan trouble? And I couldn't really find anything. No disrespect, but it's it's a very young defense. You see a lot of freshmen and sophomores on that side of the ball. And we already talked about the roster turnover in general. Um, I guess maybe one thing to pay attention to, I caught on to, to new defensive coordinators from Montana State, which led the FCS last season, 24 turnovers. You can imagine that'll be a priority for this new defense. Uh, whether they can do it or not, we'll see. But if if Michigan's offense is doing like anything close to what they're capable of, you could throw me in there at quarterback and I think we'll be okay because I'm capable of like taking a snap and handing the ball off and I can probably hit a quick hit or two though that might be stretching it but but basically i i just i can't see where if michigan's doing okay that they're gonna have a big issue there yeah and i think that's you know where i have the question mark of how do you learn enough about the quarterbacks in a game where you could literally just have both quarterbacks turn and hand the ball off uh you probably win this game with any quarterback on michigan's roster and that's no disrespect to, to Colorado State. That's just you, like you said, uh, you know, you put the playmakers around, you know, anyone who can throw the rock or hand the ball off and, and receive a snap well, you're probably going to win this game. You know, you have a Blake Corum, a Donovan Edwards, and then it's a slew of receivers, uh, tight ends, and then an offensive line who likely could be one of the best again in the nation. Uh, you know, offense is probably not going to be an issue often this season. I think there's eventually going to be a team or two 
are a game or two that, you know, Michigan's definitely slowed down out of their element a little bit and they're going to have to fight and claw through it. Uh, you know, you think of games last year, even as explosive as they were like uh, Rutgers, you know, that no business uh, not scoring more points than at Rutgers or, you know, struggled on the road at Nebraska, didn't score until late. Penn State, you know, points were a premium uh, against a good defense. Uh, yeah, that won't be the case in this one. Uh, and so when you can probably run the ball down Colorado State's throats the entire game, just hard to see what you're going to see out of a guy like Cade McNamara other than a possession or two to start the thing. You know, I think that we won't get this level of detail beforehand, but when you watch the game play out, what I imagine, what I'd put money on, is that they're they're doing something like um, first half is as normal as we can make it. As in, like, even though it might be 21-3 to three and uh, we may be looking at being a little more secure with the football and not taking chances, I think in a, in a game where you're basically saying, hey, quarterbacks go audition, you give them the first half, you know, to, to do something normal. And then if it's out of hand in the second half, you dial it back. Right. Uh, you, you do that. But I think you can't go out there and in this situation because of how unique it is and say, we're really going to value running the football. And that would just, it, I don't think that'd be fair. And it wouldn't give you a good evaluation of where your quarterbacks are. Like you need to see them under pressure, making plays, making reads, doing that sort of thing. Even though the score uh, may be a little lopsided and, and it, it you know, probably won't be high pressure situations like what you'll face down the road. Um, it, it at least gives you an idea of what they're doing as a quarterback, as opposed to, to saying we probably got this one in the bag. Let's change the game plan a little bit. Yeah. It's just, and that's, I guess that's kind of my, you know, just thought of like confusion, I guess I'd call it, you know, you look at Western Michigan, I think it was like high forties to maybe a couple of touchdowns. McNamara had, you know, less than 150 yards. Washington, I think the dude threw for like 50 yards, because they simply just didn't need him. Blake Corum had a huge game. Uh, I think he touched, you know, a few more yards uh, in Northern Illinois. Uh, obviously, probably Rutgers, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Um, and I can't remember the order after that. Um, you know, had a had a big game uh, throwing the ball against Michigan State in a loss. Uh, another big game with Donovan Edwards' help against Maryland. But you know, overall, like you just simply don't need either quarterback to make too many throws and so maybe it's just a matter of you know ball security uh leading to points you know if, if they yeah. do get into a third and six making the right throw on third and six six to keep the drive going uh i'm just you know i think more than anything just excited to see multiple players uh play you know ready to get the season started and you know whoever starts game three game four doesn't really matter to me uh, I'm sure the right guy will be out there. I just, you know, glad I'm not doing the uh, the analyzing of who should be the starter because I don't see how you're going to get enough tape from either guy in the first two weeks if these games go as we think they might. Okay, let's uh, let's get on to to a couple keys here. Although I say a couple, and I only came up with one. Other than like, don't collapse. I think defensively, the big thing here is just get your bearings. We've seen it seems like in recent seasons Michigan's defense comes out looking a little sluggish um and not that it necessarily like turns into late game drama but 
because of the things we talked about earlier with, with the way Colorado State's offense is probably going to try to move the ball, you know, if, if, if you got a bad first 10 minutes and your offense, you know, goes out there and sputters to start the game, like you could be down 10 zero realistically. And it, I think avoiding that against this type of team and this type of game, especially when you're, when you're a quarterback trying to audition for your job, I, that's gotta be the biggest key, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I'm looking to just see turnovers limited, you know, if Caden McNamara is jogging out, there's a starting quarterback and his big thing is ball security, making the, the right throws and not risking it. Then I guess I'd expect no turnovers and no risk taking at all. Uh, and for him to, you know, complete as many of, of his passes as he can. Uh, so I think limiting turnovers and then on defense, you know, eventually I think one of my keys would be uh, finding those playmakers in a no-star defense. Those guys are going to be consistent for you, whether it's on the line or the linebacking core like a junior Colson. But uh, I know that uh, the defensive staff is really uh, preaching, you know, getting more turnovers. You know, if one thing, if there's one thing that Michigan didn't do that well compared to other good teams last year, it's forcing turnovers. Uh, it seems like you'll be able to force a lot of these early teams into quite a few mistakes. And so I think the key to the game is forcing Colorado state to make mistakes, which just, you know, secures the, the probably the, the reality of the outcome uh, even faster. You know, if, if Colorado state even drives or maybe they give up a big play, uh, but only get to about the, you know, 20 yard line. Uh, can you hold them in the red zone? Can you, can you hold them uh, to a field goal? Can you cause them to, to uh, you know, throw an interception in the end zone? Uh, so I say, you know, one of my keys is just, uh, seeing the defense play as a unit and, and causing havoc collectively. All right, prediction here. I got 45-13 in favor of Michigan. I, I think Colorado State will find some points, but because of the, the lack of defense, I, I, I just I don't think they're going to be able to, to slow down Michigan in any meaningful way. I think the only thing that will really slow down Michigan is, is, you know, middle of the third quarter. And it's like, okay, we can actually dial it back now. We've been talking a lot of some, you know, some people might say we've been talking crap about Colorado state, but I keep emphasizing, like, I don't say this to, to be like Colorado state's trash. It's just, they're in a really tough predicament here. And in a way I'm thankful Michigan is getting this game now rather than uh perhaps well i guess it's not realistic to be later in the season but in a year or two down the road um you know that's where if if this colorado state team is gonna like get it figured out under the the current regime like that's where you might be a little worried but but for now i I don't think michigan's got trouble with this one so 45 13 it's actually really close to mine i had a 52 to 10 i almost went 52 you know i I can see Michigan uh, halting drives and uh, maybe uh, you know running into some some trouble and, and having to rely on the kicking game. But hey, not a good sign if you're Cade McNamara and that's the case, right? So right, uh, you know, assuming they'll they'll score enough touchdowns. I went high a little bit on the score just because you, you, I don't know when they'll take the the foot off the pedal. I don't know what the game is going to be obviously with uh, all of the, you know, the unknown of one guy starts, does the other guy play at all? And then how hard are they, you know, playing, you know, the whole game. So I'll go mm-hmm. 52 to 10. I think uh, Colorado State scores, but I think it'll be lopsided very early. 
Okay, um, it's week one of the college football season. I, I gotta ask, did you watch uh, Northwestern and Nebraska and Ireland last week? I watched almost all of the first half, and then uh, on and off in the second half, and then kind of watched the uh, the very end of it. Kind of watched the game always, ceiling pick. Yeah, always be thankful. I guess no matter what happens at any point that you're not a Nebraska football fan because that just seems painful. Thursday, Derek, we got a Big Ten matchup. Penn State Purdue. Will you watch that one? I will. And in fact, that is uh yeah, I forgot that that was happening Thursday. I think Michigan State uh it's is Friday. Friday. I'll be I'll be with family, uh, including a you know, brother in law that goes to Michigan State. I'm sure he'll a rooting interest in that one and be watching. So yeah, you know, really you, you enjoy uh, some uh, football, Big Ten football. You know, Nebraska looked like the best team in the nation on the first drive. And I thought, wow, you know, this team might be okay. And and then, yeah, then they were in Nebraska. Uh, and I think everyone was quickly reminded, especially Nebraska fans. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in Thursday night, definitely be tuning in a little bit Friday night. And then, you know, you know what I'll be doing Saturday at noon, watching Michigan football. Right after that on ABC, you don't even have to change the channel. Oregon, Georgia, uh, that'll be a really good one. And then at night, you don't have to change the channel all day, Derek. Good news. Notre Dame, Ohio State. My home happens to have Notre Dame rooting interests, so I will definitely be watching that one. But just gut reaction, do you think Ohio State handles itself there, especially at home? Yeah, I don't know that either of those second two games. I don't think you know the, the three games on the same station, I think, will all be blowouts uh okay. or at least potentially be blowouts and blowouts in different fashions of course but i don't know that anyone's beating ohio state unless it's michigan and we'll know more when that that time comes around if it's even possible uh no 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 disrespect to Notre dame i think that they're a program probably moving in uh, as good of a direction as you can be after the the success that they had on and off under brian kelly uh, definitely time for him to go uh, and I think that they're, you know, I think Mark Freeman will be a great head football coach for him. Uh, just think it's a little too early with a new quarterback against, you know, an offense that has less question marks than Michigan's. And, and we know how good Michigan's is supposed to be. So, yeah, you know, don't have to change the channel, though. And that, that that's no. the one thing that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> don't, don't you have to reach for the remote or in my case, the Roku remote or, or my phone with the Roku uh, just let it roll. app on it? Just let it roll all day uh we'll get back next week hopefully be talking about a michigan win um hopefully saying wow Kate mcnamara looked really good now it's jj mccarthy's turn that's the ideal situation so i hope that's what it comes to until then take care out there go blue go blue